all lay back it's all been done before and if you could only let it be you would say i like you the way you are when we're driving in your car and you're talking to me one-on-one -on -one, but you become somebody else around everyone else you're watching your back like you can't relax you're trying to be cool you look like a fool to me tell me why do you have to go and make things so complicated i see the way you're acting like somebody else gets me frustrated Life's like this You fall and you crawl and you break And you take what you get And you turn it into Honestly you promise me I'm never gonna find you fake it No, no, no Hey guys, how are you doing? This is Merle Classo bringing my next episode of the Just a Nobody podcast. And um, I don't know if you've realized, for a few of you who've been listening, uh, you know, who've been kind of uh, a week, my weekly listeners, I'm sure, you know, a few of you have realized that I missed one uh, last week's, uh, an episode last week. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And I'm telling you, I'm going to blame this on the pandemic. I'm not going to take the responsibility. Believe me, the, the whole lockdown thing is making me so uh, kind of, um, I'm just kind of uh, procrastinating everything, you know, I don't know what's, what's, I don't know what's really happening. But anyways, enough of that. Uh, maybe I just take the blame, maybe. Uh, maybe I take this, I just take the blame. Uh, so so nice to be connecting with you once again you know this week it really feels good to be back uh like back after uh oh, almost like it's exactly after two weeks so uh, it's exactly 5 43 p.m uh, this sunday evening and this is uh, your sunday service with me more class so uh anyway um this lockdown exactly it just feels like you know uh it's like a if I have to just put an analogy to it, it's like, you know, you're cutting onions and you're cutting chilies, green chilies, really spicy green chilies. Uh, you know, you're cutting the onions and then you're, uh, because of that, uh, you tear up, you know, uh, your eyes are in tears and you try to wipe those tears, but you can't do it because your fingers have got extremely spicy because of the green chilies that you're also cutting at the same time. So, the pandemic or the lockdown feels like that, you know. You can't even wipe your tears uh, because uh, uh, because there's there's no opportunity to do, to do to do that. So it just feels like you know the perfect analogy of cutting onions and and green chilies at the same time and not being able to do anything about you know uh, not being able to wipe those tears that have come out from uh, the. The onions anyways uh that's that's something but anyways you know besides that although we we talk about how this pandemic how this lockdown is changing everything it's uh it, it is uh it is uh, has created a lot of problems for a lot of people mentally physically financially uh and you know in, in different ways but at the same time if you look at it I just it I just find it really funny how time is flying faster in a under lockdown and there are, there is more new there is more news there's more breaking news there's a lot of a uh, lot of things happening around the world while we are on lockdown and when we talk about a lockdown a lockdown is basically a thing wherein you know 
uh, everything closes you know everything is uh, pauses if not stopped but everything around the world actually has paused there's no uh, there's no air travel there's no people moving around because the whole world is under global lockdown the third phase the third waves and the second wave still happening so you know although we are reopening there are a number of countries that are uh, cities or counties or whatever they they shutting down back again you know because of the cases so although these lockdowns are you know uh Uh, we are experiencing this lockdowns and although the world is like uh, experiences the pandemic and is almost closed down despite all that there's more news there's more breaking news there's there's a lot of things happening around the world uh, and time is flying faster than it has ever done you know in the history of mankind like 2020 is like from march 2020 to like till today time has just flown by like who thought during the pandemic or during the lockdown that something would just go by so soon not really so that's what uh, that's what it feels like for me i don't know about you i hope you all doing well you know that's that's so important um and uh, yeah before i proceed i just want to kind of uh, i believe uh, uh president jimmy carter he celebrated 96 years imagine 96 years a very happy birthday to him the thing is he's my mom's favorite person uh, uh she admires him and uh, so i'm mentioning him uh in this in this episode because come on yeah this guy is such a simple uh such a simple guy you know whether it is the way he lives the way he speaks this the simplicity is the most attractive thing about people you know that's what i feel that's what i'm attracted to uh the more complicated something gets the more you know i'm kind of uh, i stay away from things that are too complicated so that's what i like about jimmy card and that's why i'm mentioning this uh that uh, the simplicity of his, the way he lives and the way he speaks is the best part about the guy and uh, you know even the, and another thing i want to really mention is you know this jaded culture that we have Uh, all around the world in politics or in business or whatever but people mostly actually it happens in in the political world um all around the world when people there's no uh, people just stick to a particular position for as long as they can you know there's no retirement age there's no there's no kind of no expiry date in the positions in the political world they just keep keep sitting there in the legislative or within the administration forever without moving out from the positions you know uh so nothing changes there are no new policies there are no new laws all across the world because the people who are lawmakers who make those decisions are forever they've been sitting in the same positions for 30, 30 to 40 years 3 to 4 decades continuously and don't plan to give up until you know they're unable to kind of uh, function mentally or physically or however it is so that is what Jim, president jimmy carter didn't really do you know he retired as a president and he was done he got into social service he got into 
uh, he got into humanity issues and he you know he taught sunday school classes at church at a church he won the nobel peace prize in 2002 uh, you know so uh, so that's what i really like about the guy you know he just didn't stick and get j- j- jaded in the same political and legislative by just you know kind of grabbing top positions to be able to you know uh uh, uh get in the money or whatever whatever it is done for i don't know or for power for reasons of power or for reasons of money that people really do but that is a big problem you know i believe uh it's so important that there is an expiry date and there is a kind of hey man i can't like you know you have to kind of give up that position it's so important that um because le- leaders literally all over the world are in their 70s you know when the world is getting younger our leaders are getting older they're all septuagenarians you know so i believe that needs to change really and uh, so that's why i want to mention about president jimmy carter he didn't do what you know the rest of the people were really doing he got into a lot of social services which is what is needed you know you use your position or the title that you that you had over the past to kind of promote or fundraise or kind of uh, you know help with social services that's what you really do as a as a person who once had the power you know so um so that's what I really like about Jimmy Carter and I want to mention about that. So man, how are you doing? Actually, I watched uh, Deja Vu, uh the movie um it's it's like the 2006 movie which starring uh, Denzel Washington Denzel Washington. And um I kind of liked it. I watched it yesterday and I was like I just make a mention about it. It's it's like a science fiction movie. I'm sure many of you have watched it. But what I liked about the Deja Vu and why I'm relating it and connecting it with the present situation is because it's a movie uh you know I've never experienced a Deja Vu. Now Deja Vu is a is an episode yeah, in French. It's it's it means already seen, something that you've already seen. Now it's a weird feeling, you know, that you have uh uh you know you experience something that you are familiar with you feel that you've already experienced this thing you know for instance if you're if you're visiting a street for the first time uh but all of a sudden you feel like you know you walked that street before like it happened that this the street looks familiar you know the shops look familiar something looks familiar i've come here before but but the reality is no it's the first time that you're visiting it the reality is you're visiting it for the first time but you uh, there's this there's this that's this you know kind of your brain gives you some signal saying no no it's it's like uh, you 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 came here you know you were here you you came here you visited this place that's the episode of a deja vu i've never experienced that ever you know i would love to i would love to really feel something like that you know very strange um it's uh, so uh, this movie uh, deja vu it's like i like the movie actually although it's a science fiction movie it can never be true but i love denzel washington's so i watched it and uh, so uh, you know to give you a kind of a, for those people who not really seen it like how um, you know denzel washington is this uh, atf agent that is the bureau of uh, alcohol firearms and explosives and he's given this uh, task to find the uh, to find the person who bombed 
who bombed a ferry which was carrying around 500 people and uh, also uh, the killer the person the killer or the bomber is also a killer of a woman you know um, who died an hour before the ferry exploded so uh, Denzel Washington is playing, playing this agent um and then he joins a team um, you know of experimental surveillance uh, folks who are also in this case now so this is a science fiction movie now these uh, this team you know they work on computers and high tech programs and softwares where they have the ability to go four days and six hours in the past to see what happened so denzel washington is like how is this even possible they said yes you know science fiction movie can never be true but hey man i love the concept i like the idea i like the creativeness you why not look why not watch it further so uh, so denzel washington tells them okay if you can go four days and six hours in the past and this ferry blow up just happened like today so he wanted to go four days and six hours in the past when this ferry was I mean there was no such episodes you know the woman didn't die the ferry also didn't blow up so um so uh, Denzel Washington who is the ATF agent tells these guys to go back you know like uh, four days and six six hours in the past using the program a software that they have uh and finally using the program they uh, they go back you know in his uh, they go back in time they uh, they track the woman they track uh this killer who was you know eyeing on her spying on her and was planning to kill her and finally uh, uh based on this uh, you know ability to go like four days and four days and six hours in the past uh they catch the bomber the ferry bomber and they catch the the man the same man who killed the woman so finally the case was closed the team you know the software team that provided the program etc they closed the case and the bomber was kind of in prison and that's what that's 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 actually the movie had to end there you know that's the end of the movie because they finally caught the bomber by using the program to go four days in uh, for six hours in the past but Denzel Washington was like no i i i don't want to go i don't want to i i don't want to catch someone or you know catch a bomber catch a killer catch uh, a person who is a bad guy catch a bad guy after he's already committed a crime i want to catch someone before they do it so that i could save the bomber i could save the ferry and i could save the woman as well so uh, this the the scientific uh, the team you know the software team they they told them that we cannot do such a thing you know that's our job it's unethical to really uh you know travel back in time uh and really do anything but one of them in the team and they packed up but one of them in the team agreed to help uh, Denzel Washington do that it's sci- it's totally fiction okay science fiction cannot be true probably will never be true but it's fun to look at the creative genius you know the way the uh, minds uh, the way you know the writers really thinking so there was one guy in the sci- in the science uh, experimental team who agreed to help Denzel Washington travel back in time like he goes back into events that happened you know uh four days uh four days back in time so he sits in the capsule he goes back in time and then um uh he since he travels back in time he is able to stop the bomber 
from bombing the ferry and killing the woman. So, uh, at the end of the movie, the the ferry is okay; it's not bombed, and the woman is also alive. And that's the deja vu, you know, where he experiences the same thing that happened uh, in the past, and he kind of, you know, uh, yeah, he 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 saves. Uh, he saves the bombing of the ferry and the killing of the woman so i love the movie it was very complicated you know i had to really kind of uh, uh, then again go back and watch the movie again like a few scenes to really understand because it's very confusing the number of events like it just cannot happen you know it's something that how are these things really happening because it's fiction you know uh, so you really have to understand the story to be able to um, keep up with it i had to watch it again so that's the day, the deja vu you know of the whole thing and i would it's like genetic time travel you just go back in time you manipulate the entire sequence events of events in the past to get the result in the present so that's the deja vu of that movie you know which i kind of liked uh, i was pretty uh, excited to watch the movie and if you want to you know you could always go back uh, 2006 Denzel Washington uh, Deja Vu's name of the movie if you really uh, like to watch it and how i can relate it with the current events i believe the us elections are happening right now uh, the the election the us election is happening people are voting whatever uh, and how i can relate it is because in 2016 the the people you know uh, it was trump uh, with uh you know he was he was he was he was fighting against uh, Hillary Clinton at that time both were in their 70s the same uh events happened you know you had uh, the speeches you had those rallies you had the talk show comedy uh you had criticism you had support of the uh the campaigns you had media coverage both of them were in their 70s at that time so what happened in 2016 is just repeating itself it's a deja vu in 20 in the 2020 elections it's nothing different both the competitors trump and biden both are in their 70s like it was in 2016 there are same kind of campaigns and speeches that happened in 2016 same kind of rallies same time talk show comedies same number of people criticizing the event same number of people supporting the events media coverage is almost the same in 2020 like it happened in 2016 you know so if you look at the whole thing it's the deja vu it's whatever i'm seeing in 2020 feels like a deja vu it, it seems very familiar because the same things happened in 2026 as well i don't find any difference you know so maybe the results is something that i already know you know whatever happened in 2016 might just be repeated in 2020 because i've already seen the same things happening the same rallies the same you know talk show comedy criticism support everything is the same it's like a deja vu and that's why i wanted to mention this the only difference from 2016 uh, in the in 20 in the 2020 elections from 2016 is the pandemic ar is the lockdown is the coronavirus the only difference so you know uh listening to the media listening to all these comedy shows etc just not going to work it's just the same thing you know the result would also be the same but the only thing that is different is the pandemic and maybe you know that can change 
the outcome of the elections. The pandemic didn't exist in 2016, but is a thing in 2020. So the only thing that doesn't bring a deja vu to what happened in 2020 that what uh, that is not familiar in 2020 in the 2020 elections is the pandemic you know uh so maybe you know if we focus on the pandemic or maybe if there's elections or anything happening around the world maybe you could have a different result as everything else you know if you're listening to all those uh uh, you know, comedy shows and the speeches and the rallies and the campaigns, everything is so familiar. It's a deja vu of what happened in 2016. You know, even the even the competitors of the elections are in their 70s, you know. There's nothing different. And both of them like were public personalities, you know. People knew them always. If there was a dark horse, like someone who was a newcomer, young enthusiastic someone who's very mysterious who was in 2020 maybe that was that could be the something that is not a danger I would not say it's you know history is repeating itself so um and i don't understand is why do leaders have to all be in their 70s all over the world like for for god's sake you know hey man why do leaders all over the world have to be in their 70s? Why are they all so jaded? Why aren't they living, leaving their positions, you know? The world is getting younger, but hey, man, our leaders are all in their 70s. <sighs> so that's why I don't really get it, you know? Something very confusing, you know? <laughs> very confusing it's very very confusing and i had a feeling that i belong i had a feeling i could be someone be someone be someone i was well, i was listening to this song by um uh, fast car by tracy chapman i love the song you know see i remember we were driving Driving in your car, and I had a feeling that I belong. Let's play it. Let's play it. See, I'm not getting the exact tune to this song, you know, but let me just play it. I love the song, you know, and Tracy Chapman, Fast Car. Here it is. So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car, speed so fast, it felt like I was drunk. Ourselves. Still ain't got a job Now work in the market as a checkout girl I know things will get better You'll find work and I'll get promoted And we'll move out to the shelter Buy a bigger house and live in the suburbs I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast, felt like I was drunk City lights stay out before. Yeah, I'm done. I step around my children. I am. Had a feeling that I belong. I am. Had a 
Love the song, man. Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. I don't know which year was this, but this was this was long, long, long time back. I love that song, man. Tracy Chapman, <laughs> uh, Fast Car. Um, so, what's the what's the meaning of herd immunity? Everybody's talking about it, and uh, I'm like, yeah, okay. So, uh, the coronavirus is definitely getting real, really getting real, and uh, it's hitting everybody all across the world. I don't think any country is really free from it. And not only is the first wave, you get the second wave and the third. How many waves are there, you know, of this particular pandemic? I have no idea. And uh, is it better every uh, wave or is, does it get worse, you know, every the second time and the third time? I have no idea because everything that is reopening, like schools in New York, etc., they're they're closing back again, you know. So I just don't get it because... Uh, it's it's crazy it's really crazy i just don't get i just i don't know i don't i don't really understand what's really happening you know and then they say that uh, uh equitable distribution is a must of the vaccine once it's really out and i think it should be um and uh, as per what i hear is that uh, you know by june of next year we should all be vaccinated by then uh because uh after the vaccine, which is definitely going to come out and definitely going to be very, very a good one, uh, you know, the main thing is the distribution. Like, how are they going to be equitably distributed? Like they say, like I was listening to Dr. Ted Ross, who says that we don't, you know, what the what the World Health Organization is trying to do is trying to focus on not everybody in one country gets uh, vaccinated, but it's about it's about you know de- developing this herd min- uh, immunity mentality is about to say the herd immunity wherein uh, at least 20 to 30% of a population in a country gets vaccinated in each country rather than 100% of the people so that you know every country is not trying to grab the vaccines and try to vaccinate 100% of the population so here herd immunity it seems it's very effective it can stop a lot of uh, infections that way and uh, uh, so that's what uh, Dr. Tedros of uh, the World Health Organization is really trying to do, equitable distribution. Not everybody, not 100% people in a particular country gets vaccinated, but at least 20 to 30% of the population in every country gets vaccinated. And that's what they call the herd immunity, which is very effective, they say, where in a community, a large part of the population, a majority of the population you know, in a community gets uh, gets immunized and that's that that helps in preventing infections uh so that's what they're really trying because you know what's really happening is every country is trying to grab the vaccine it's already placed orders etc so that uh you know everybody in the population gets vaccine but that's not really help you know the poorer countries again get left out and the the thing uh, the thing about this disease or the coronavirus is that Nobody's safe if everyone is not safe. So it's a very different kind of vaccine. It's not favoring any kind of, uh, you know, the rich or the poor. It's just very, uh, it's infecting everybody, no matter how much money you have in your bank account. And that's the difference. So uh, they say that if um, for COVID, since one person 
can infect about two to three people. They say that at least 50 to 67 percent of the population needs to be immunized. So, the, uh, you know, in every country with the vaccine to really get reach that herd immunity in case of COVID-19, you know, because it's uh, because it's so uh, it's so effective. Sorry, that was my call here. I'm so sorry. I forgot to mute that. Mm. Right. So, uh, so since COVID nineteen is uh, such a powerful, it's a novel uh, virus. It's new. It's nobody really heard, and you know, no, nobody really heard heard about. I mean, we have never really experienced such a virus. So, and it has the ability of infecting one person has the ability of infecting about two to three people. They say that at least fifty to sixty seven percent of the population needs to be immunized to reach the herd immunity community uh, safety. But the, my, my, my question is, you know, um, is um, like, uh, like, if, uh, like what about people who get reinfected? Are they less uh, contagious or they, do they become more contagious, you know? What about asymptomatic people? Uh, can they infect people? Like, I have no idea because nothing is really clear. Everything changes every time. And they're talking about uh, the end of 2021. Of course, they're saying June, but everything would be okay, you know. In, it would take another year for everything to be just kind of you know, normalized because if we use the herd immunity thing of 50 to 67%, you still have 30% of the population who have not been vaccinated. So they will be targeted in the next uh, round. So it's very, very confusing, man. I just don't know what's happening. Who's this person who called? I should have kept it on mute. Now I don't know who called. Mm. Okay, so... um, I had a feeling that I belonged... I, I had a feeling I could be someone, be someone, be someone. Dang, 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 dang. And I had a feeling that you got a fast car and I got a job that pays all our bills. You stay out drinking late at the bar. See more of your friends that you do of your kids. I'll always hope for better. Thought maybe together you and me would find. I, I had a feeling that I belonged. I, I had a feeling I could be someone, be someone, be someone. That's a great song by uh, Tracy Chapman. Tracy Chapman. Uh, fast car. Fast car. Fast. I would say fast car in the United States. Uh, uh, in, the, in the United States. I would say fast car. You know, which is, that's the way I say it. Fast car. Anyways, I believe uh, the pandemic is affected affected the airline industry the most because no matter what you know uh, the other industries or other businesses around the world uh, if they have the funds they can still operate as work from home you know people can still sit at home can digitally connect with their servers connect with the internet and still work but I believe the airline industry which depends on 
you know, which is dependent on people flying, traveling, going to different places. Like there's no work from home for an uh, for an industry which depends on people, you know, which is so dependent that people fly, that people take those flights. If people are not flying from one place to the other, there's no job, there's no work from home for the airline industry. So that's what I believe has really affected the airline industry so badly, you know. Um, uh, like, uh, for instance, they're trying new stunts to really kind of survive. Like Qantas Airlines, which is an Australian airlines, has um, started a hop on and hop off bus. Uh, you know, like 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 a hop on and hop off bus tours that we have. You know, uh, to see the place the same way Qantas Airlines has started the hop on and hop off flights, which is kind of you know uh, are in the air. They just swirl in the air. So it is just take off in the air and then you have a kind of a guide who tells you the different places from the top, shows you different places, uh, you know, by pointing, pointing it out. And you're not kind of, you're not hopping off of the flight, you're just flying, uh, you know, in the air. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea, you know, to really think about it. Like, you know, people are really thinking about new ways of doing things, being very creative. And this creative juice is really kind of, you know, uh, to the max. And that's what I like about, you know, that's the good thing of how the pandemic has really changed things. So it seems uh, this Qantas Airlines flights were booked in like 10 minutes flat. Like people are now spending money to just fly you know, uh, just fly on top without kind of having a destination, but just fly and see sightseeing because they're so fed up, you know, they want to take, take a flight to nowhere. This is basically a flight to nowhere. It doesn't stop anywhere. It's just in the air swirling and then you're back to your original destination. So I believe, uh, uh, there are many other, uh, airlines who are kind of copying this because it's good money. Like the, uh, the, these flights, they, it seems, go up to 30,000 feet like normal. It departs Sydney and returns back to Sydney. There are 134 tickets uh, of business class, premium economy and economy, uh, which are charged at $566 to $2,734, depending on which class you really fly. So it's good money making, you know. People are really trying. I mean, these airlines are really trying creative ways to be able to make that money. And there are other airlines also kind of uh, uh, trying the stunt, uh, which I believe it's uh, uh, survival of the fittest, you know. Uh, like, but but the good thing is, of course, that was entertainment. But United Airlines has started something new, which I really loved. So everybody's really getting creative. They've started this brand new rapid testing, uh, you know, of their passengers. Like, say, for instance, you had 100 passengers traveling from uh, from one destination to the other. I think they're doing it on the Hawaii route. Uh, so if there's from one place to the other, they would test them at the airport. So when they arrive, they would test all of them using the rapid testing method, which gives results in like 15 minutes flat. So you take the test from the airline's lab at the airport when you arrive the day of the flight and the results will be available in 15 minutes. And so based on your results, if all of you are negative, you just get to fly on this on the plane, and there's there's a destination. It's not a f no destination kind of flight, but you reach your final destination. And I believe uh, United Airlines is trying it 
uh, with a few stops like that. Uh, but my question is, you know, you, every, each one of us, if you're taking the flight, if you're going somewhere, there's a destination to go to. You know, we are either going, attending a workshop, we are attending a training, there's a business meeting, or there's something that is happening on the other side, you know, once we reach to our destination. We're not just flying to a place successfully and not doing nothing, you know. Maybe we're also just sightseeing. But with this lockdown, this pandemic and everything closed, like, what is the point of taking that flight, you know, because there's nothing to do on the other side. There's nothing to do at the destination that we, we finally reach to. So the only way, I'm sure this is a great method of rapid testing. So if every business in every industry implements this rapid testing method, you know, so that we could go back to work, we could go back and do the normal things that we're supposed to do. Uh, it's only then then these like the these opportunities, you know, these uh, creative methods would be successful, like something that United Airlines did, you know, with their rapid testing, the travelers at the airport when they arrive, get the reports and then finally allowing them to fly. But if every business in every industry does this, then that flight that you're taking, you know, United Airlines flight that you're taking to Hawaii or wherever, it's worth it. It's a waste of time, you know. So uh, like they say that if everyone is safe, then the world is safe. If the f if few people are, you know, trying these new stunts of uh, rapid testing, etc., it's no use if not every business in every industry implements this rapid testing but it's going to be really expensive imagine getting a test in 15 minutes and trying it for every employee in your business and then in every industry it's going to be really expensive and expensive and money doesn't grow on trees you know for god's sake that's why i say print money hey man just print money that's what we got to do now poverty is increasing Markets are crashing, businesses are closing, people are getting poorer. The only way to come out of it is, hey man, let's print money. I know we talk about uh, the markets will, uh, the interest rates and, you know, the depreciation and all those big, big words, the funders that we use. Hey man, but this is the need of the art, you know, how about, how about doing it? That's what I'm talking about. I don't know. I I I Where's it? Where's it? Where's it? Where's it? Where's it? I I had a feeling that I belonged. I I had a feeling I could be someone, be someone, be someone. Tongue, 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 tongue. You got a fast car, and I got a job to pay old bills. You stay out drinking late at the bar. See more of your friends that you do of your kids. Then I, I had a feeling that I belonged. Then I, I had a feeling that... I could be someone, be someone, be someone. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love, I love that.
days. It's Sunday service. It's Sunday service. And it's Sunday service. Talk about Sunday service. I believe uh, it's uh, Pope Francis. I was just kind of, uh, okay, let me come back to my normal. <laughs> right. So I was, I just came across, uh, you know, somewhere, you know, I follow this account called Facts. You know, what the fuck facts on Twitter. And one of the facts that I came across like this morning was uh, I, I, I watch. I, I mean, I read the tweet that Pope Francis was uh, was once a nightclub bouncer uh, in his native Argentina. He's an Argentinian. We all know. Moved to Italy because he became a pope. But that was like it was really a what the fuck kind of facts, you know. Like, I never really knew that Pope Francis was actually uh, worked as a nightclub bouncer. And I kind of Googled and I was seeing, like, is this some some kind of fake news or is it some, some it's real. And then actually Pope Francis in some kind of, uh, when he was giving uh, a sermon or something, he had mentioned that he was a nightclub bouncer. And I was like, wow, that's the Sagittarian trait, you know, that a Sagittarius person, star sign really has, you know. We, we, I like anything, you know, you could just, you could be a Pope and the next, you could, you could start off as a nightclub bouncer and then you can become a Pope. And that's a Sagittarius great. And Pope Francis is a Sagittarius. He can literally, I'm telling you this guy, I'll just love the guy because of his simplicity. That's the most attractive things about, thing about him. Because if you look at, you know, priest and church and all, they, they, wear the, they, they wear these gowns and these celebrated gowns and so much of embellishments and so much of gold and so much of color and those hats and caps and whatever they wear. It's so extravagant, you know. But Pope Francis is a different guy altogether. I mean, he's always wearing that white gown, you know, the plain, simple, he's talk simplicity, but his mind is really very... Uh, you know, it's it's a very smart brain. So that's what I really like about him, you know, the simplicity about Pope Francis. Uh, and then, of course, he was a nightclub bouncer. I wonder what he wore as a nightclub bouncer. That's what I want to see, you know. Of course, he said in his own words that he was once a bouncer. But imagine him, imagine Pope Francis, a young Pope Francis, wearing a leather sleeveless jacket or a sleeveless shirt or maybe shirtless as a bouncer, you know. The only difference is a bouncer is, you know, he drove people out of the bar or the nightclub. And as a Pope, he invites people. He invites everyone inside the church. So that's the only difference in his profession. How, how funny that is, man. Really, like I had a literally Google to see and make sure that did that really happen? Did Pope Francis, was he really a bouncer once upon a time? I think he did a lot of jobs uh, in Argentina. He was a literate, he was a, a psychology teacher, I think, as well. And uh, I love the guy, man. He's I love the simplicity of the guy. It's so it's so magical. It's so beautiful. You know, it's the best part about him. Um, so uh, that's all that I had. Uh, uh, that's all that I had for this this week. Uh, that I want to talk talk about um, and deja vu. Remember, I want to experience a deja vu kind of situation. I've never really experienced something very familiar in a new place, you know. And uh, except for what I'm seeing with uh, uh, with the the U.S. elections right now, everything seems so familiar. You know, it's, it looks exactly like what happened in 2016. 
like in 2020 everything that is happening right now everything seems so similar like it happened in 2016 except the pandemic which is different you know so maybe that could all only be uh, a change in the results or maybe it'll just be the same i have no idea but anyways that's all that i had for this uh, this week uh, don't forget to tune in next week most i'm going to do it okay it's just one week that i missed uh, last week but i want to do it every week uh, so stay tuned for that thank you so much for listening guys i really appreciate it if you want to write me write to me at just a nobody podcast at gmail.com that's my email address and you can also write to me on my twitter account my uh, dm me on my twitter account my handle is at m-e-a-r-l-c-o-l-a-c-o that's my first name and my last name uh, so you can write to me there um, you can shoot me out an email if you want to be a part of my podcast you want to speak about a particular topic please be my guest i would love to have you on my show and um and if you want to correct me if there's something that i said something so uh something that you didn't like or it was incorrect uh not ask for the books or whatever please just write me you know i'll i'll uh I'll kind of analyze it and see whether I was really wrong, you know, at that point in time. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. I'll leave you with the song, uh, Tracy Chapman, and be there on the other side. Yeah, here you go. You got a fast car. I got a job, pays all our bills. Still drinking, late at the bar some more Your friends and you do your kids I'd always hope for better But maybe together you and me find it I got no plans, I ain't going nowhere So take your fast car and keep on driving So I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast, I felt like I was drunk Thank you so much, guys, for listening. I really appreciate it. Until next time, baby. Bye, 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 bye.